This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Spirit of God, we ask that you anoint your word this morning. Equip us as members of this assembly and of the larger church to be effective in our ministry to be effective in our interaction with you, to bring your kingdom down here as it is in heaven. That as things are done up there, they will be now be done right here because we are here in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. All right, before you sit down, walk around to five people, give them a warm hug, a high five, and tell them, I'm blessed to belong. I'm blessed to belong. I'm blessed to belong. Give them a warm hug and a high five. Come on, give them warmly. Look at them. I'm blessed to belong. I'm blessed to belong. I'm blessed to belong. If you've done that, you can be sitting in the sweet presence of God. Amen. So briefly this morning, I want to talk about the church. Is that okay? Can we talk about the church? I know we know that the church is the body of Christ. But the church is not, it's not a gathering, it's not a building, it's not a place we come to every Sunday. The church is an ecosystem. How many people remember their biology or um, what, do you, what do you call it here? It's still biology, right? Yeah, it's biology. So you, you did biology. So uh, there's an ecosystem. It is, it is um, the environment designed for an organism to function optimally. Okay, so for the believer, our ecosystem for functioning is the church okay so whether it is a physical the church is a physical reality a virtual reality we need an ecosystem are you with me now uh, because we are human beings we are designed to experience touch okay a lot of people say oh you know i really don't need to go i'll just sit and at home and wear them a live stream that is good when you are not home okay you know, like when you travel, so some of us travel a lot, you know, you can go all over the place and eat junk, isn't it? But when you come back home, you need to eat correct food. Okay, I just traveled home now. For those of you who haven't been where I've been to, sorry. Uh, when we say correct, it means it's home cooked. You know? Um, and I don't want you to get to salivate and I've mentioned some of the things that we need to have when we're home. The issue is that when you travel, you don't stay on the road, you eventually come back home. So when you're on the road, watch us by live stream. But when you are home, you've got to connect with us. Okay? I've been away from home for about four weeks. I've been talking to my wife. But how many people know that if all I do throughout our marriage is talking to her on phone, I will soon not have a marriage. Is somebody with me? It's just a matter of time. I will not have a marriage anymore. Oh, yes. Thank God for video technology. We can have video calls every day and all that. It does not change the fact that we need to connect physically. That is how the church is. It is the ecosystem designed for your growth. Because it is when you come in contact with this place that you discover who you are in Christ Jesus. Because if any man is in Christ, he's new. Are you getting it? It's like a fish was taken out of water, re-engineered to live upon land. So can you still call it a fish? Because fish must be in water. So when it's longer in water, it is now in a different place, re-engineered to function. It is now a new creature. You'll have to call it a different name. 
You can't call it a fish anymore. So the Bible called our old life the old man. Okay? And now we have the new man. So if any man is in Christ, he's a new man. How do I know how the new man functions? I find out in church. Hello? Oh, it is not just the fact that there is the instruction of faith. Some people tell you, oh, if I read my Bible, I will know. Yeah. But how interesting is it to read and never do? You prepare for an exam, but you never actually write the exam. Are you with me? So you might read the Bible, but you still need this ecosystem to practice your coding. Because there is a programming within you, and there is a firmware. That, oh, sorry, um, I'm getting a bit technical, but you, you get me. You see, your computer needs a software to operate. Are you with me? So there is a software and there is a firmware which makes it what it is exactly. So when you come into this ecosystem, you begin to see who you are. You begin to actually see, wow, I am saved. I used to get annoyed at things like this, but that brother just did that. And I'm still normal. Wow, something happened to me. I used to curse the Lord, but wow, I can't imagine that sister just said that and I didn't respond. Something is happening to me. You're a new creature. But it's as you interact within this ecosystem that you actually find out who you are. Because what you behold is what you become. Are you with me? So as we gather together around the person of Christ, we become the one we're observing. So I discover what it is to be in Christ. And then I begin to develop to full maturity. Our text, if you had read earlier on, it, it says uh, he gave some to be apostles, so some to be prophets, some to be pastor, uh, evangelists, pastors and teachers. He said uh, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. He says until we come to full maturity to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You know, it says in verse 14, it said that we also be no longer as little children that are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So God is going to place you in this ecosystem so that you can mature. You can understand exactly what it means to be fully grown. We're having a conversation just before service this morning about how you cannot father if you have not observed the father. Are you getting it? You can't father until you observe the father. A child is simply a male and not a son until the seed of fatherhood is sown in him. What separates a male from a son is that he has already the seed of fatherhood. He will reproduce according to that kind. Sons become fathers. Fathers reproduce sons. Are you with me? So it is as we gather in a place like this, as we fellowship within the community that God has placed us, the community of faith called the local church, that will begin to mature into who we are meant to be. Sons become fathers. Daughters become mothers. Are you with me? And then as we do all that, we come to the point of deploying. So that we can accomplish all that God has proposed for our lives. Listen to me. There is a purpose of God for your life. It is beyond paying bills. Hello somebody. I said the purpose of God for your life is beyond paying bills. God did not fashion you, make you, take time to make you look this handsome, this beautiful, this loaded, this wise, uh, this intelligent. Just so that you can come to San Antonio and pay bills. There's a whole lot more to your life. 
There is a purpose of God to your life. There's a plan of God for your life. And he wants to accomplish it. He wants to do it. Amen. So as we gather together, we begin to now get responsibilities that begin to cause our giftings to become evident. Are you with me? We begin to have literary responsibilities. Now listen, the church is not just an ecosystem. It is a family. Okay? I was going to use the word society, but um, it, it's, it's, it's going to boil down to defining which comes for the egg or the chicken. Because we say the family is the unit of society and then uh, then we say society is what creates family. So um, let me get down to this. The church is a family. Now this is the thing about a family. In every family, each individual has benefits and responsibilities. I know we are so quick to talk about, especially for those of us who come from uh, places like Latin America and, and, and black Africa, we are quick to talk about generational curses. The things that have been following us from generations. But we also have generational blessings. The things that have been following us from generations. For example, certain trades are ingrained in the DNA of certain people. Okay? For those of who come from, from Nigeria, West Africa, for example, the Igbo nation never struggles to do business. They never struggle to do commerce. They never struggle to manufacture. They never struggle to trade. It's in them. Okay? It's in them. The Yoruba nation understands diplomacy. It's in them. Are you with me? We're going somewhere. Every nation, if you come from, is there a Kenyan here? Anybody from Kenya? Oh, nobody's from Kenya here. Okay, pastor, we need some Kenyans in here. <laughs> you know. Now, yeah, so if I give you that example, you wouldn't understand it. So it's okay. Uh, but you see, every family, every nation, there is a DNA in them. Now, there will be some stragglers, uh, some, some exceptions in the generation. Every generation, we have an exception. But, largely everybody carries that DNA and expresses it. I would mean, there is a family, I mean, I mean, if you have seen this talking drum, this is the called talking drum, it's like a drum they put under their hand and they play, you know, do you know it's genetic? Okay? You can learn it, but you can't play it like they play it. Because it runs, it's programmed in their blood. A two-year-old can pick up a drum and start beating if it comes from that family. Because it's in his blood. Now, many of us struggle because we don't understand the legacies of our families. We don't know our pedigree. So we struggle. You need to research what is, is it that God has blessed in my generation. And then find, you know, I meet people today say, I don't know. I mean, I met a lady, she's working in an organization in a certain department for over 10 years. In fact, there was another one, 22 years. And she didn't know exactly what she wanted to do with her life. She didn't know what her purpose was. She was just paying bills. I said, no, you can't do that. Sometimes you have to research. Like we just learned about the legacy of RCCG. You have to find out what is in my DNA. For example, in my family, we train, we teach, we speak. That's what we do. 
from generation to generation it's in our dna we don't struggle to do it we have results for doing it now we all have various expressions some of us are professors some of us are uh, school teachers, secondary school teachers, some of us are trainers of, in corporate organizations at the very top levels. We have various expressions to it. We work in various sectors, but inevitably, we do the same things. Uh, are you with me? Even those of us who are medically inclined end up teaching because it's there, it's in our DNA. So when you understand that there is a blessing in my generation, everything is not dark in your background. Oh, am I talking to somebody? Yes. It's not everything in your background that is dark. Some things were put there of God. God breathed a blessing into man. When he made man, the Bible says he blessed them. The Bible did not say he cursed them. No, 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 no. The Bible says he blessed them. And good news, when man fell, the, the curse did not remove the blessing. Ah, <laughs> the curse did not take out the blessing. In fact, when they were inquiring in the days of Jesus, Jesus said, let them grow together. He said, the wheat and the tares, they are going to grow together. He said, yes, he planted good seed. The enemy came and he sowed tares. He said, shall we remove the tares? No, 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 no. Because while you're trying to remove the tares, you're going to hurt the wheat. He said, let them grow together. They said, till when? He said, until the harvest. Until the harvest. So, oh, I feel these inhibitions, but I also have these blessings. I also have these blessings. Oh, things are not working, but things are also working. Oh, things are tough, but they're also easy. So the challenge of life is learning to take your focus off the things that are not working and put it on the things that are working. Take your eyes off of the curses because the new creation cannot be cursed and step into the blessing that you have in Christ. The blessing that is written in your DNA. And I like to tell people, you need to read your Bible very well. Isaac was digging wells, not just wells. The Bible says he was digging the wells of his father. The wells of his father. Before you go laboring where there is no water, you need to understand that some people have already done geological uh, survey. They have already found where the water is. Uh, it, it was somebody that wrote in a book several years ago. He said the secret to walking on water is knowing where the stones are. Uh, somebody already have <laughs> been down that way. So before you start trying to reinvent the wheel, just find out what has been done. What has God blessed in my lineage? What, has, what was the blessing spoken over my great-grandfather? What was spoken over my father? What was spoken over me when I was born? What is the meaning of my name? All right, I got to run. I would meet this morning. So we talk. So there is every family has benefit. So that is your benefit. But everyone in a society or in a family also has responsibilities. Okay. Now you cannot belong to a family and all you do is receive and not give. And you cannot also belong to a family and all you do is give and not receive. Are mothers listening to me? You know. I don't love shopping for my wife. I buy a lingerie. Okay? The other day I was in the shop and I was shopping for lingerie. I was like, somebody said, you are the only man around this area. I said, it's okay. This is my zone. You know why? 
if I tell her to buy it or I give her the money to buy it, she will spend it on either myself or the boys. So, I've taken it upon myself to make sure that by force she receives. Because if she keeps giving and she does not receive, it's a matter of time. I won't have a marriage. I will lose her. Okay? So when we have people in church who always give and they are not receiving, it's a matter of time they will soon walk if we don't lose them. Okay, let me tell you how church works. Just about five points, quickly. Okay. Number one, the church works effectively when each part does its share. So our text tells us that there is a working. So when each part does its share, there is growth of the body. Everybody has a responsibility. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor? Okay, make sure you find the neighbor. Just don't, don't have an hypothetical neighbor. Find the neighbor right now. Okay, and say, neighbor, you have a responsibility. How, how, how did they respond to you? Did they look amused? <laughs> you know, I've seen pastors, some people say, oh, but I give. So what do you expect me to do? Oh, in my family, I provide, but I also wash plates. Oh, I wash the plates? <laughs> oh. You see, there are pictures that we saw in our past that we must not see in our future. When dad and mom have gone out all day, the two of them come back. Then dad sits in front of the TV, opens newspaper, puts a drink beside him. Mom enters the kitchen and is like, is my food not ready? Okay, you guys know what I'm talking about? Am I speaking in tongues? Okay, but I'm sure you don't do it. You are holy, you are born again. You are redeemed, amen. So you don't do it. We saw it in our past, but it can't be in our present. Neither can it be in our future. Yes, you may bring in the money, but you still have a responsibility. I still have to teach my children the ways of the Lord. They must see industry in me in order for them to replicate industry in their lives. So look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. <laughs> you have a responsibility. Did they hear you? I hope they had you. I remember going for, 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 to a church for an event several years ago. And what did I see cleaning the church? The CEO of the biggest bank in that city. He was cleaning with everybody. When they finished the cleaning, the choir leader said, I need some men to join our riazas, we need to do something. He was one of those who went. He was not too busy to be responsible. He set a good example for me. Because I was a young man trying to define my path through life. And when I saw that man, I said, ha, ah, you must never become too successful to be responsible. Number two, each part contributes a share. It is not just enough that I know that I have a responsibility to do. I also have a responsibility to give in every family. So church will work well when every one of us give our share. Are you with me? I know that's supposed to say, oh, but I'm a student. Huh? But you get, you get allowance. 
In fact, if what you give is what you collect, it's okay. You know, like in the family, dad's birthday is coming up. Like when my birthday is coming up, uh, whatever I get is going to come out of my pocket. <laughs> uh, they are going to find a way to take it out of my pocket and then they transform it into something else and give it to me. But am I happy or not? Every part must contribute. Every part must contribute. Every part must contribute. Number three, every part must contribute according to its own ability. So number one, we said every part must contribute, its, its, do its part. Number two, we said every part must contribute its share. Number three, the church functions effectively when every part contributes according to its own ability. So this is it. God does not expect you to give more than you can give. But he expects you to give as much as you can give. Oh, but God, I don't have as much as Brother Soji is loaded. God said, I'm not talking to Brother Soji, I'm talking to you. You do to the full extent of what I've empowered you to do. He gave one five talents. He gave one two talents. He gave one one talent. Bible says to each according to his own abilities. So he expects from you based on how he has blessed you. So he does not say, oh, that brother just gave his car. Ha! Ah, but God, I don't have a car to give. No, he does not want you to give your car. But he wants you to give what you can give. Are you with me? And there is no revival that is not accompanied by a revival of giving. So all of us who are praying, God, revive the church. Ah, ask God to touch your pocket also. Because some people, their hearts are saved, their wallets are not. But this is it. Every family, everybody must contribute. Everybody must give something in order for things to be done. Are you with me? Number four now, right? The church works effectively when each part bears a burden of the whole church in prayer. The church works effectively when each part bears a burden of the whole in prayer. You have a responsibility to pray for your family. You have a responsibility to pray for your church family. It is not pastor's responsibility to pray for us. It is our responsibility to pray for us. Hello? So when pastor comes and says, oh, there's this brother that we need to pray for, don't let it end there. Press on. Press on. Are you with me? You see, the reason people gossip is because they do not pray. Intercessors don't gossip. Those who really carry things in the presence of God, they don't have time to share it with mere men. Because God holds them in confidence. Are you with me? So, rather, you know... <laughs> Rather than call, have you heard? By the way, huh, Sister Remy just did so, so and so. I saw Tracy, you know, the other day, her car was parked in a very suspect place. <laughs> if you pray, you will not have time to gossip. Because before you, ah, there will be a check. You can't be a lawyer and a judge on the same case. You have to choose. Am I the advocate 
or am I the judge? Are you with me? So we must pray. We must carry a part of the burden of prayer. That is how church works. We don't say, oh, well, why is he pastor? Yeah, let him pray. No, it's a family. It's a family. You see, there used to be eight of us in my family. I mean, eight of us children. Now there are seven of us. Um, we're close like not close sometimes. You know, you know, siblings have all those whatever. You know, how many people have siblings that they're like that? Okay, praise God. Okay, thank you. You know, there are times when you feel like, God, can I slap this person the Holy Ghost? <laughs> but while I'm thinking of that, if you should try or attempt to do something to them i will forget my beef we will face you we will deal with you then we'll resume afterwards that's family it is in prayer that we fight for one another it is in prayer that we undertake for one another that we deal with these issues are you with me Number five, the church works effectively when each part looks out for the welfare of other members. Look out for other people. I've seen people say, I'm going to do great things for God. But there is somebody beside you who has a need that you have the capacity to, to help. Sometimes all you can do is mitigate. You can't even totally solve it. But you can do something. And God is looking at you. You know, sometimes we pray some prayers in church that God does not listen to. You don't know. God, please bless brother so, so, and so. God doesn't listen to such prayers. Because there are people who can sort it out. And every church, every ecosystem is self-sustained. Meaning within the ecosystem is every resource that he needs to live well. Yeah, are you with me? Some resources exist as seed. Some are already harvest. But within that ecosystem is all that is needed for each organism, every organism in the ecosystem to live well. So when you are crying to God, God bless them. God is saying, what are you going to do about it? He said, don't forget, he made us in his image. After his likeness, if he's a provider, we are providers. Hello? That boy going quiet on me. So that brother that needs a car, God is just looking at you. <laughs> He's just looking at you. He's just looking at you and saying, so what are you going to do about it? Because see, until man moves, God does not move. <laughs> are you with me? The move of man is the move of God. So he has placed within us eternity. He has placed within us his spirit as an unlimited stream so that we can get things done that he needs to do. Don't forget, he rules here through us. Are you with me? You need to care for one another. That's how we show we love. Care for one another. People are in need. Meet the need to the extent that you can. That's it. God doesn't want you to do more than you can do, but he needs you to do all that you can do. You cannot be a believer and you only come to the place of prayer with only you on your mind. You cannot be a believer and your budget monthly is only about you. No. No. In fact, when they say Jesus teach us to pray, Jesus said, our father, you are in heaven. Jesus didn't say my father. And then he got down and said, give us today our 
daily bread. It didn't say, give me my daily bread. You should be concerned that other people have bread on their table. Are you with me? You should be concerned that they have clothes on their back, that they have a roof over their head. It is part of your concern. And as you pray about it, the Lord will use you to meet that need. Frankly, after Elijah, I have not seen God use an angel to feed people anymore. He uses human angels. So when people are hungry, John said, don't tell your brother, go, God keeps you warm. John said, no, 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 no. You meet that need. That is God at work. Listen, touch your neighbor, touch your neighbor. Just touch them, touch them. Yeah, that's God you just touched. That's God you just touched. Oh, you're looking for God. You just touch God right now. It doesn't get more real than that. That's God you just touched. And you are the best expression of God some people will ever find. Let me share one blessing of belonging to you. With you. My, my time is gone. One blessing of belonging. You see, this, 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 this is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. You see your body? Have you ever had a good meal? Is that a feeling you have when you have a good meal? Or on a hot day you drink a cold glass of water? How does it feel? Your whole body... <sighs> when God blesses the body, every part of the body benefits. Hallelujah. So when God blesses Salvation Center, every one of us, we benefit from it. Every blessing, every lifting that God releases to his church, every member of the church becomes a part of it. So which is easier? To be part, a small part of a big organization or a big part of a small organization? I'd rather be a small part of a big organization. So if I can get the church growing, if I can get the church becoming more effective, if I can contribute my part, contribute my share, if I can contribute my part in prayer, bear the burden, and help other people to grow, and the church grows, automatically, I am elevated. You know, there are CEOs and there are CEOs. You can't say because I've been CEO of a small size company, I will apply to a big size company. <laughs> no. Even mid-sized companies won't take you because you have not dealt with things at that level. But if you come and say, I have been an associate or an associate VP at this mega company, ah, they will not think of you for a small position. Because if you are known how to function within that environment, you shall be able to head that kind of environment. Is somebody with me this morning? Are you with me? When God blesses the body, each part benefits. Oh, let me give you a bonus. Do you like bonuses? Yes. Yeah, so this is, this is discounted bonus. The blessing of God on one part of the body does not affect his blessing on another part of the body. Meaning God can bless every part of the body simultaneously. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm an African. 
I can't help it. That's, that's where I'm from. When <laughs> our parents, when they are confronted with, with, with events, like what, two children come and say, I want to get married. Huh? The parents will say, you know what? Choose among yourself. In fact, in some other cases, they will also say, you want to get married? You want to do a master's? You want to do this? Choose one. Is that not what we will do? But that is not my God and Father. <laughs> the Bible says that the cattle on a thousand hills belong to God. He said, if I were hungry, I wouldn't even tell you. He said, the silver is mine. He said, the gold is mine. As God is blessing Pastor Ibuku, is blessing Pastor Koe, each one's blessing does not disturb the other one. He can bless simultaneously. He can bless super, super, okay, sorry. The English just flew. I was about to lose my dentition. <laughs> He can bless you exceedingly, abundantly, beyond what you can think. And he does not think, I just gave you that yesterday. How come you need this today? Because he is God. He is unlimited in capacity. Blessing the head does not disturb him blessing the hand. Are you with me? When you bath, water touches your whole body. God can refresh your whole body simultaneously. Are you with me? So God can bless every one of us at the same time. Now listen to me. Sometimes seasons are declared. And this thing is the thing about season. Pastor says it's the season of weddings. But you're like wondering. But it's not happening to me yet. Yes, it might be season of harvest. We don't all harvest on the same day. But it's the season. So because it's the season, we bring the machinery in place to maximize the harvest. We are ready for it. Mine might not happen on the day yours happened, but mine is going to happen in the same season as yours has happened. So when it is your turn, I will rejoice with you because I know your breakthrough is announcing to me that God is now in my neighborhood. Oh, your breakthrough is announcing to me that mine is possible. He is God all by himself. God unlimited. God superlatively. Rise up on your feet this morning. I hope you got something. Did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? Father, I thank you for your people. As your people stand, I ask, Lord, for the grace of faithfulness to rest upon your people. The grace of faithfulness. The grace of faithfulness. He said, He that is faithful in little shall be faithful also in much. Lord, the grace of faithfulness. Let it rest upon your people. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, that in this season, unlimited resources will flow through the hands of your people to the needs you have placed in your heart, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, as they meet your need, you will meet their needs. Lord, as they are faithful in your house, so God, you'll be faithful over their homes, so God, faithful over their jobs, Lord, faithful over their concerns, in the name of Jesus, I announce seasons of harvest, unending seasons of multiple harvest in the name of Jesus Father, we thank you Father, we thank you I pray for everyone in debt here, I pray Lord for supernatural relief supernatural debt cancellations supernatural supply in the name of Jesus let them experience help beyond what man can give for God in the name of Jesus I pray for everyone who is sick in body I speak healing 
healing. They see a balm in Gilead. I speak healing right now. I curse sickness and death from his roots in the name of Jesus. I release the life of God within your bodies right now. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, be made whole in the name of Jesus. I want all heads bowed and all eyes closed. If you're in this place this morning, you are not yet a part of this family that we have talked about. Because we have described the family of God, the ecosystem of faith where we'll grow. If you have not made a conscious decision to make Jesus Lord over your life, you have no part in those things that we've been talking about. So if you're saying this morning, Pastor, I want you to help me find Jesus. I want you to lead me to become a member of this family. Just raise up your right hand. I'll pray with you briefly. Anybody in this house? You want to make Jesus Lord of your life? Raise up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you briefly. Just raise it up. Just raise it up wherever you are. I want to be sure that every one of us, we can truly say that we are blessed to belong. We can truly say that we are blessed to belong. We can receive the fullness of the blessing of the covenant. Father, we thank you because we know you. So I ask, Father, let the fullness of the blessing of the covenant rest upon your people. In the name of Jesus as they show up in their place of work tomorrow let favor lord meet them lord let those who do not know them serve them lord let policies be shifted in their favor in the name of jesus lord let every storm lord and every wind that's been pursuing them cease now in the name of jesus i call forth lord blessing blessing from the land blessing from their ancestry blessings from the heavens oh god to rest upon your people and to overtake them thank you father in jesus name god bless you put your hands together we hope you've been blessed by this message we encourage you to fellowship with us here at salvation center if you are in the san antonio area for more information visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.